When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. Fakia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello and welcome to it, a Wednesday night edition of Sports Day. I'm like a kid in a candy shop. I'm like a kid. It's Christmas Eve and I'm waiting for Santa to get that fat gut down the chimney. Every day is a candy shop for you. <laughs> yeah, what that's a good point. What are you talking about? All right, let's hold off. Actually, we've got a visitor in the building who's going to Officeworks. I said he'd get a large bag of snakes. Did he get those How for us? Officeworks. Oh, mate, I just go for the lollies. I this go is not a, an ad for Officeworks, no, by the way. No, it's not, actually. I go in to buy a pen. Yes. And I'll come out with all a this fridge. stationery. And, yeah, new yeah. phone, yep. a printer. <laughs> anyway, welcome to the show. This is Sports Day. Jason Matthews here. Scott Sattler there. Hello, Satsy. <laughs> hey, Woogie. And uh, also to our New Zealand listeners uh, who haven't really... I was getting to we, that. But you, they haven't got to know who you are because you were on holidays. I was crook. When we started broadcasting into uh, SENZ and through the frequencies through the country, and so to the New Zealand listeners and also all our other Lua listeners, yep. please introduce Woogie. You want me to introduce myself? I'm please. I'm introducing... Oh, you're introducing me. Woogie. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'm the brains of, uh, of this Sports Day crew, uh, and I, I come on when Rat's not here because, let's be honest, two days a week is tough work for... Mm. Uh, Matt Rogers. So, hello to all our listeners uh, throughout the uh, uh, throughout New Zealand, listening via SCNZ. You can get in touch with us by texting anytime double eight double three. It's the best text number mm. on the. Why can't Australia have easy text messages like like, like numbers like that to yep. text double mm-hmm. eight double three? Yeah. Even if you've had some spates, you may have had one too many. Drink spates, lose your mates. That's right. You can still work out text numbers. Yeah. If you need to text the missile, you go, oh, I'll just text her on triple six two. And then, you know, it's easy. I can't remember my wife's number. I made my wife memorize my number. Why? Because Is in, it case a safety of, thing? in case of emergency. They've... I don't know if I'd ring you first in an emergency. Mm. Because you're not very helpful at the best of times. Hey, I want to talk to you about a documentary at the moment. I want to get your opinion on it. I'll do it, sorry, I'll do it shortly. Okay, yep. Hello to our listeners through the SEN network in Australia, the Super Radio network as well. Um, a lot of the, our listeners through SEN, uh, including our New Zealand listeners, will be leaving us in an hour's time you're to excited, go to the first you? day of the fourth test. How are you going to go? In well, Manchester. Now, our show will finish officially just as the first ball's about to be bold, yeah. so you won't miss anything, which would be good. No, well, yeah, so I'll listen to that on the way home. Yeah, yep. I'll miss the toss. I like the toss. I do like a good uh, toss yeah, well, uh, at the start of a, a test it. match. No, not like that. Why do you have to be like that? No, I'm saying you're a toss yourself. I can understand why you enjoy the toss. 
Ian, that's rude. Uh, you can find us on our social media, TikTok, Sports Day SEN, uh, Instagram, SENQ, Twitter, Sports Day New South Wales. And thanks to our partners, of course, Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Whoa, what about tomorrow night? And well, Jim Australia, by the way, improving life through fitness. Now, if tonight's not big enough mm-hmm. with the fourth test live on SEN from 7 o'clock through the SEN app and, you know, a stack of SEN stations around Australia, tomorrow night we are an official broadcast partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup. And that game between Australia and Ireland, you'll catch that on SEN and the SEN app. In fact, every game of the FIFA Women's World Cup, you'll hear that live and exclusive on the SEN app. Every game will be there. Boom. So that's going to be great. Can you look at tomorrow night? Can I just paint a picture of the sporting landscape in Australia tomorrow night? Yep. You have got the FIFA Women's World Cup. Boom. The opening game between Australia and Ireland. Whack. You've got day two of the fourth Ashes test. And then you've got yes, sir. the NRL, 16th versus 17th. The West Tigers taking on the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Three blockbusters, two and a bit blockbusters tomorrow night. What about t- the British Open? And the British Open yeah. kicks off tomorrow night where Cam Smith gave back the urn today. Yep. So he said that was sad. Handing mm. back the urn. So I thought, why don't they just give them an urn? Like, why can't they just they have do a give new them, urn? They do give them Like a, a replica. replica. They do give <laughs> them a replica word? one. They do. If you yeah. want to get involved the show tonight, 0457 736 736. As I said, for our wonderful New Zealand listeners, double eight double three is the text number. Or if you're in Oz, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. How of our... Victor Hovland for me. You like him? For the British Open. Yeah. I heard an interview with uh, Cam Smith's coach today, and he said Cam's loving the course. Well, he needs in to Liv- improve it's in his, Liverpool. He needs to improve in his putting because his putting, which is his greatest attribute, has been really poor of late. Hey, Sats, tell me. Yeah. How have our listeners taken to our whack pack? Uh, in our New Zealand listeners, have yeah. they uh, have they adopted our whack pack? Well. There's a fair chance that one of our New Zealand listeners, and I'm not going to say their name Already yet, may become part of the whack pack. An international whack packer. <laughs> yeah. Is that happening? Global whack pack. <laughs> That's what they're called. We're getting hats made up. Tell me about this. Uh, who? What, which New Zealand listener? I'm not going to divulge their name yet. They've still got a – they're on the precipice of being a in the whack pack. A couple more text messages, a little bit out there text messages, and they may be inducted. Right, yeah. How's yeah. Uh, Steve from Dubbo after the Eels beat the Titans in controversial circumstances? Well, he, funnily enough, Steve from Dubbo even said that Tino should not be suspended. That's crazy. Well, look what. Let's talk about that. Look, today, last night, Jared Wallace yeah. got off on that. Look, I, I saw that live mm. and I, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it, but you've got to be super careful. But um, he got off that last night and and I think he had a, a fair case, didn't he, Sats, where he just said, look, I, there was another person in the tackle. I couldn't wrap my arms around the play and they've gone, you know what, you're right. Do you know what? I, I thought it was quite naive from the Gold Coast Titans not to contest it. Well, that's the crazy bit out of all that. It's sure, he, Tino's hit looked less worse. Well, I thought Tino's hit was actually a really good legitimate 
body shot, to be quite honest. Um, in saying that, it probably highlights it even more with Jared Wallace getting off. Oh, it wouldn't have surprised me if Jared would have got a couple of weeks anyway, just because he's got form as well with his technique. He's a crook. <laughs> so um, with Tino taking the three weeks, and if found Gilly would have taken four, again, I think it was quite naive because the NRL, well, most notably the, the judiciary and the match review committee, have they've really bluffed a lot of clubs into thinking that if you go to the judiciary, they're going to corner you with specific questioning where there's only one word answer, a yes or a no to it. And basically there's no defense after that. But as I said last night, what what a lot of clubs tend to forget is that you are you're actually um, giving your evidence to three former players. And of course, that there's doesn't a, always work though, does it? Well, because there's a human factor there. Mm. If presented well by your defence and paint a picture and be able to have the ability to put those ex-players in the same scenario when they were once playing and get them to understand that, I think a lot of the time it'll fall in your favour. So that's what the Dolphins did to their credit. They rolled the dice with Jared Wallace and they got the result. Because I, I was surprised when he got let off based on other suspensions I, throughout the year. I, yeah, based on... You know what's happened, but I, again, I looked at it, and I don't even think he hit the headsets. I, I just, and the fa- do you think the fact that he wasn't sin uh, he wasn't sent off at the no, he wasn't sin binned at the time? Do you think that helped his defence? That the uh, video ref looked at it and went, well, it's not sin binnable. Yep, yeah, possibly. At the end of the day, they just said, do you make do you make contact with the head or not? And did you try and wrap the arm around? And his evidence was I couldn't. Well, there was I couldn't, someone there because there's another tackler in the. In the tackle, so I, I know we've got to protect the head. I, I, I and I understand, that and I've not played the game, so I'm, I'm not putting my head on the line every time. But you know, I think we don't want to rule out that we don't want to get rid of that hard tackle as well. You know what I mean? No, the, I, yeah, the, there's always, yeah, you know, the, there's always a view also is that could have you made another, another decision. So the Mike Acebo one, for argument's sake, he comes flying in, makes a great defensive decision, comes in and wax a Titans player. It was a really good defensive move. But the other option is all he had to do was bend his back and yep. he would have absolutely folded the Gold Coast Titans player in half. Yep. But instead he went body on body, shoulder touches the, the chin, and unfortunately you're out for a few weeks. So he did have another option. With Jared, there are other players in the tackle. It would have been really difficult for him mm. to... Absolutely. Yeah. Could have hey, harmed himself. Can I say... Um, well done to George Piggins, inducted into the NRL Hall of Fame today. This? Outstanding. Um, my mother and myself received an invitation a couple of weeks ago from Peter Volandis to come down and be part of the celebration just um, in to represent my, my dad and who both he and George obviously very close former teammates and very close friends. And, and we couldn't go obviously because I had to do the show. And, but I've got to say, talk about being naive, I actually thought George was already in the Hall of Fame, mm. because and that's that's so much I, that that's because I believe the man should have been in there a while ago anyway. So it's great that he's been finally recognised. Great tough player has been a, a tremendous businessman off the field as well. Has become a wealthy man as well from really hard work and um, is a very intelligent man when it comes to business. Premiership winner in nineteen seventy one. He he came in for Elwyn Walters, who was a multiple premiership winner with the the Roosters and the, and the Bunnies. He then coached South and then got Coach of the Year in 1986. And in 1989, South Sydney, if you're a fa- Bunnies fan, remember mm. they had this amazing team. This One of the most – Minor Premiers. Minor Premiers, 89, Phil Blake, Tugger Coleman, 
Neil Baker, the forward pack they had was one of the great forward packs of um, of club rugby league. Got bundled out in straight sets. Mm. And then he gave up coaching the following year in 1990. But I suppose what he's most notab- notable for is his march towards taking on one of the biggest adversaries in in the world media, which is News Corp. And one. And one, which not a lot of people get to do. So, yeah, he's an amazing man who put up a lot of money to, to ensure that the, you know, one of the original clubs back from 1908 is still involved in the competition. So, well done. Well done, George Piggins and yeah. family. Yeah, well done to, yeah. to him as well. Hey, listen, I haven't mentioned who's coming up on the show tonight, have I? No. Uh, Daniel Norcross will be crossing to him, part of the SEN commentary team. Very good cricket journalist. Uh, we'll be catching, uh, catching up with him shortly, live from Old Trafford. When I ask him about this too, Sats, is that we won't see another Ashes test at Old Trafford for God knows how long because they've been left off the, um, the schedule for 2027. And I, for as long as I can remember, and again, correct me if I'm right, mm. uh, I, I, I can't remember watching an Ashes series where I haven't seen Old Trafford. I actually said to Rat, Old Trafford, I mean... Hmm. Those boundaries will be short boundaries because the rugby league games that are played, they're the test no, matches. That's no. a short boundary. I stupidly thought it was the same old Trafford, but I didn't realise. Correct me if I'm right. It's a little bit like <laughs> Melbourne, Victoria, where they've got all the, the precinct. And yeah, it's right next door. The yeah. cricket oval next door. Um, yeah. That's ridiculous coming up uh, as well. I've got some. I've got loads. Uh, and Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing New South Wales got some tips for uh, Wenty Park uh, tonight. The FIFA Women's World Cup has arrived in Brizzy. Uh, visit fifa.com slash tickets. Of course, the girls are actually basing themselves in Brizzy. And for our Brisbane listeners through SENQ, um, if you're walking around South Bank, uh, you actually bump into the girls. Um, they're training and, and staying in Brizzy, and they're using it as their base. Um, but, geez, how do you think it's going for tomorrow night? All eyes on on the Matildas. I can't wait for the national anthem. Yeah, me too. You know what? I can't wait as well. And and I don't know a lot about the Matildas. I'll put my hand up. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we all, we all know the big names. But I can't wait to sit there and watch the game with my 16-year-old twin daughters and learn who the other players are. I can't wait to do that, you know, because they'll be the role models for my girls. They'll, they'll see someone. I guarantee you this. They will see someone in that game. They'll go, oh, she's... Straight to their phone. Straight to their phone. And you know where they're going? TikTok. Straight to TikTok. And they'll follow and her. Watch all their dancing videos. That's right. And cat videos <laughs> and here's my dinner videos and all that sort of stuff. But but seriously, you know, the, 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 we're going to see a bunch of role models, probably from the Irish as well, Sats, running around tomorrow night, that young girls, whether they're playing soccer or not, will look up to and follow mm. You know, and I, and I think that's amazing, you know, and, and I hope this pushes more and more young girls into the into the game of soccer and we see the next generation of superstars coming through out of watching this World Cup on our turf. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. what I'm looking for. So 50,000 on last Friday and they're going to improve that by another 30-odd thousand. It's quite amazing to do that in six days. Could you imagine this five years ago or two years ago that – when was it announced? Maybe maybe four or five years ago that we would be watching the Matildas in did front of... Did you say we would be watching? Yeah, I got a bit lazy in the mouth then. <laughs> I did have some two-minute noodles before I came on. I'm, I'm living like a uni student at the moment. Um, and I've got hot lips, like I had too much chilli. Mm-hmm. So Where's the, Radar? <laughs> the end of my tongue and a part of my lip what? is numb. 
Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, mate, could you imagine this five years ago that we'd be talking about the Matildas playing Ireland at a home World Cup? Uh, Pinnacle what? says on the text line, Woogie, it's a claret jug, not an Yes, urn. okay. Mm. Yeah, Pinnacle, I'm going to ring up you all day and point out your mistakes. That's what I'm going to do from now on. Pinnacle. You know, I'm really concerned about Mick, the publican from WA. What's Margaret wrong? River. What's happened? Well, he's, I love that he listens to our show, and I hope he's listening to our show while he's working in the pub. Because I want to know who's working in the pub when he's listening to us. Yeah, good point. Because he's, I love his texts, and yep. I want him to, to continue with these messages. But I'm a little bit concerned about his patrons, Mick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rabbit uh, Burrow uh, from tomorrow. Congratulations, Sir George Piggins, Hall of Famer. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Uh, Ian Heads too was also inducted into the great Hall journalist. of Journalists. Yeah, one of the Daily great Telegraph for yeah. years, and just has wrote written a number of. of Did you great, say wrote written? <laughs> Has written a number of very good rugby league books as well. Yeah, he's, he's a tremendous guy too, in in heads. Um, got a uh, text here, Mike from Casula. Boys on Tino, shoulder charge. You want evidence he has form? Look at Para's last set. A minute 10 to go. Twice in one game, enough for me. Yeah, and but it's a case-by-case scenario as well. The one that he actually got charged for and suspended for or that he pled guilty to, took the, uh, took the early guilty plea, I don't think it. I don't think it deserved it. There may have been some later on in the game that he may and should have possibly been put on report for, but he didn't. Mm. But the one he actually got put on report for, I thought he was hard done by. Got a lot of texts coming in from New Zealand. Sats, has this been the go? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hi, mates. Over the ditch. Great show. I love the banter and humour. Uh, I've been a listener since this Fab Sports radio show began. Both sides of the Tasman from Chris and Foxton. Small rural town, North Island, New Zealand. I hope I said that right. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for that text. And not that's often. not awesome as in David Tua, former Kiwi boxer, awesome. Right. And I said, give us a word that starts with O, and he said, awesome. Who did that? David Tua, the boxer on Wheel of Fortune. Oh, God. <laughs> Evening, fellas. Welcome back. Woogs, your flog. Uh, good choice, Hovland Sats. I've been, have you copied Steve, have you? I'm putting my golf bets on now. He's in there. I'm throwing Fowler, Fitzpatrick, and Min Woo in as well, Steve from Dubbo. There you go. Steve from Dubbo has been all over Victor Hovland for a few tournaments now. Not physically all over him, but he's been very confident that he's going to be uh, thereabouts. Mick says, let's not talk about my head is still off. What's that mean? Uh, Nick was going off around, what was he on Monday? He's, something was doing his head in. Um is blowing his head off. Mick, can you remind us, please? Uh, Kirk's been on the text too. <laughs> Knocks of the head is starting to affect me. I, have, <laughs> I haven't missed your South's bias, biases. Mm. Oh, come on, mate. I bet you Kirk's a Roosters supporter. Jeez, how are the Roosters going this year? Hey, are we doing That's Ridiculous tonight? Yeah, we are. Mm, nice. We are. Tell, tell us what's That's Ridiculous on 0457 736 736 or 8833 for the Kiwi Friends. What's a that's ridiculous? Something you've seen in the over the last week or maybe the last 24 hours? I've got one from a doco you and I are both watching at the moment. Okay. I'll Is it the one on Netflix? Yeah. Okay. Quarterback. <laughs> yeah, don't start. I better don't not start. No, I'm going to go to a break because we're going to cross to UK in just a moment. We're going live to uh, Manchester to see what's happening with the weather, the pitch. Any late changes to to any teams? We're going to chat to Daniel Norcross in a moment. This is Sports Day Live. 
We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Stark to finish the over. England one to keep themselves in the series. And out through point it goes for four. What a mighty celebration from Mark Wood and Chris Wokes. When Wokes walked in, they needed 80 to win. The head had been cut off the stake with Stokes and Bairstow in quick succession. But what a shrewd selection it was bringing Wokes back into this side. 32 not out. He will be the champion for England here along with Harry Brook. They win by three wickets and the Ashes are well and truly alive. Adam Collins, excellent call. Final runs being scored at the third test. Yes, it's 2-1. Sats, if we win... This test, we retain the ashes. Of course, we are heading into the fourth test, day one. Uh, live coverage on SEN and the SEN app from 7 o'clock tonight. For our listeners in Australia and also New Zealand, let's head to Manchester right now. We're part of the SEN team. This man is very good at what he does. Daniel Norcross joining us. G'day, Daniel. G'day. How are you doing? Very good. Can we um, hit you up straight away? Uh, there's there's a bit of rain predicted around the fourth test. How is it looking right now? Well, actually, right now is lovely. Last night was horrendous. We had uh, about 12 hours of rain from the moment our SEN team arrived at Old Trafford yesterday, and it poured. It poured and poured all night. Um, and around about 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock or so in the morning, uh, the skies lifted. Um, it's now blue in the sky. I know it's unbelievable in Manchester. They're not used to this colour. There's a few <laughs> tiny little clouds. Uh, we're expecting today to get really a full day's play in. And indeed, on Thursday and Friday, it's looking pretty good as well. The heavy rain clouds reappear at the weekend, however. So um, I heard in your intro, Australia, if they win this, will retain the ashes. If they draw this game, yeah. they'll retain the ashes as well. So. Um, what they'll be looking out for here, I mean, obviously they'll be looking to win the game, but with a couple of days of rain later on, that's going to put all the pressure on England. They're going to have to go really hard, which they kind of like doing anyway because of basball. Um, so I think we're in for a bit of a roller coaster for the first three days. Hey, Daniel, the curators in England have thrown up a couple of different wickets over the first three tests. So yeah. what are we expecting here at Old Trafford? Is it a green top? Is it a, a brown flat wicket? Well, it's a, it's a really good question. At Old Trafford, you tend to get a bit of pace and a bit of spin. Um, England have traditionally here gone hard with their faster bowlers and their spinner. Uh, I remember a test match here not so long ago when Steve Harmison and Monty Panasar took all 20 wickets between them. So we're expecting it to be a bit more like Headingley. The first two at uh, Edgbaston and Lords were, were horrendous, frankly. Mm. They were so slow. Um, and you needed somebody really quick. And England didn't have that because they didn't have Mark Wood until Headingley. Um, we're expecting this one to be a bit pacier. But look, the groundsman's had real difficulty preparing the pitch. For the last week, Manchester has been under a blanket of cloud. There have been tiny fragments of time when he could get on the pitch. So I'm expecting it to be a little bit underprepared, a little bit of extra live grass on there. Uh, Jimmy Anderson's back, bowling from the Jimmy Anderson end. So... <laughs> Uh, you would think the curator would have, would bear that in mind. 
But I've got to tell you, I think Australia have gone in with the best side uh, by picking five seamers and lengthening the batting. Traditionally, Australia play really well at Old Trafford because it's it's probably the most Australian pitch in England. So it kind of suits their big, burly, fast bowlers. Um, for England, Mark Wood's going to be key. Uh, Stuart Broad early up. I would expect England, if they win the toss, to bowl because they need to start taking wickets as quickly as possible. And I would think, I mean, having looked at the pitch, it's quite brown, to be honest, but it's brown with grass on it. So there ought to be a bit of assistance, certainly on the first morning. Daniel, do you think with the selections, and both teams have already made their selections and and haven't waited until just after the toss. So um, with Mitch Marsh, is it just purely a matter of him being in such great form with the bat, but also with the ball as well as a seamer? that he's just played his way into the side and Todd Murphy has missed out purely because of how good he's gone in, in the third test? Or do you think they're always possibly going to leave Todd Murphy out of the side? Do you know, it's a, it's a really good question. I think what they've realised by playing against England is that England's style means you don't actually need a holding spinner. Because normally, you know, you, you have a spinner in every team because you expect your opponents at some point maybe to get a partnership together, to put pressure on your seamers. So you want the spinner to play a holding role, even on English pitches that don't always take spin. Well, the difference here is that um, England tend to get bowled out before 80 overs. So you don't actually need a holding spinner. You can just keep going with five seamers. And after Mitch Marsh got that 100, he was undroppable on a, on a quick pitch. He played really, really well. They're partially expecting, I think, much the same at Old Trafford. So they think that'll suit his batting style. And as I say, if you've only got to divvy up 75, 80 overs between five seamers and still got Travis Head to bowl a few overs if mm. need be or Lavashane or Smith, um, they've kind of got the perfect bowling attack to play against an England team that's going to go really hard. They'll probably declare before they get to 80 overs anyway because Stokes <laughs> is insane. So, um, <laughs> you know, I'd be mindful of the weather. So you've just got no no real need for the spinner, I think, which is unfortunate for Todd Murphy because he's a really good bowler. But, you know, his time will come. He doesn't, he doesn't need to worry. Uh, Daniel Norcross, we're chatting to, part of the SEN commentary team uh, and part of the fourth test action, which kicks off soon, uh, live from Manchester. Uh, before I ask you a question, can you stop congratulating Sats on his questions? He gets such a big head when he goes, that's a great question. <laughs> can you stop being bloody polite, please? <laughs> Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, I'm basically saying these things to make him feel better. The questions are inane and absurd. <laughs> Thank you. Now I feel better. Hey, I saw you tweet it yesterday that England's 11 for this test has a, uh, has a record combined 1,974 test wickets between them. Is that more to do with age than skill? Because they're old. Uh, but, you know, that genuinely is a good question. <laughs> because it's a sort of it is a combination of, of the two you know you look at someone like Anderson and Broad they're very skillful especially in English conditions Anderson's taken his last 300 test wickets at an average of about 22 which is as, as good as any of the greats uh, and they're getting better and better what it's really a function of is England have gone in with a bunch of all-rounders so Moe Nally's playing Ben Stokes is playing Chris Wokes is playing um, and you know, Joe Root's got 57 wickets. So you've kind of got, like, everybody contributing there. Do you know, the game at Edgebaston contained in both sides combined one of the very rare occasions, I mean, the sixth time, that both sides had 1,000-plus wickets between them. And 
uh, the most number of wickets on show in any Test match ever. That was when Nathan Lyon was yeah, playing. Well, of course, of course, now he's yeah. out. That's that slightly reduced Australia's overall wicket-taking, uh, not potential, but you know, history, I guess. But you know, instead, they've got five bowlers I mean, with Marsh and Cameron Green. They're probably the more effective attack on this wicket, and they're that little bit younger. England's not the oldest bowling attack, I think, combined that they've ever had. Um, taking out the anomalies of, say, Wilf Rhodes when he's playing with his 49. So the, the oldest seen bowling attack, Anderson's 40, Broad's 36, there's a 35-year-old, 34-year-old. So um, it's kind of bizarre, isn't it, to watch mm. an England team that's gnarly and long in the tooth is playing almost adolescent cricket. And Australia, who are a bit younger, are playing more traditional cricket. And this has been sort of the fascination of this series, really, is watching... Um, English players having a kind of midlife crisis and getting divorced and buying a Porsche sort of thing. That's kind of the way they're playing their cricket. Whereas Australia have sort of settled down. They've got three kids and they're tending to the garden. Yes. Hey, um, is this the last time we'll see a, an Ashes test at Old Trafford? Well, at least the next series has, has been released. In 2027, mm. uh, there won't be any Ashes action in the north of England. What, what's, what's behind this decision? Well, uh, essentially, England like to play Ashes Tests at Edgebaston because they think they can win there with the crowd. Um, they've got to play one at Lords and have to play one at the Oval. So you then have to toggle around Trent Bridge, the Aegeus Bowl. And England love playing Test matches at Trent Bridge. You know, it's a very popular venue. It's where Broad took his 8 for 15. Sorry to bring up unpleasant <laughs> memories. Um, and so if, if you're going to play at Trent Bridge, and you're going to play at the Aegeus Bowl. That's the one contentious one that you really need to play uh, down in Southampton in what is a kind of white elephant of a stadium. Then that takes away a test, test matches from uh, the north of England. And it doesn't entirely help England because, you know, Headingley is a, the land of miracles. It, it did it again last time. It did yeah. it four years ago. Uh, and Old Trafford, well, Old Trafford is Australia's best venue, probably, but just to put something against that, you know, since 2005, since an incredible draw in 2005, the only match England have lost at Old Trafford was against Australia four years ago. So it is traditionally quite a stronghold for them. So it could come back to bite them. Um, the Aegeus Bowl is, is not a venue that really suits England's bowlers. So in four years' time, well, who knows what England's team will be there. I mean, most yeah. of them will be long gone and um, retired, you'd think. Well, you'll still have Broad running around and Jimmy Anderson as well at the ripe old age of 44 (laughs) years. Hey, listen, we better let you go. Daniel Norcross, part of the SEN commentary team, live action from 7 o'clock tonight on the SEN network and, of course, through the SEN app. And I'll tell you another thing as well, Satsy. Uh, What you do is you uh, watch the action on Channel 9. It's Mm -hmm. synced up with with the commentary on SEN. Yes, so it's a, you get the in-depth analysis from our commentators. So look forward to that tonight. Daniel Norcross, thanks for your time and go well and go the Aussies. Uh, thank you. Yes, well, I, I mean, I'm bound to say that because I'm on SEN. But, uh, but also, genuinely, thank you for some, uh, some very thoughtful questions. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> thank you, Daniel. I can't believe he kept saying your questions were good. Well, I got 101 not out when I was at Nudgee. Yeah, but it's got nothing to do with your question. And five for 26. Make sure you catch that action live tonight from 7 o'clock. Can't wait. Absolutely huge. Every ball exclusive here on SEN. Let's go to a break when we come back. Bit of a sports update. 
We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. It is Sports Day. I haven't been on this show, Sats, for a couple of weeks. And I'll tell you, what I hear on Talkback Radio every day, particularly across SEN and other networks, is all I hear about is everyone banging on about the West Tigers. Where, where do they go from here, Sats? I mean, there's so much going on. Apparently, there's disharmony. People aren't talking to other people's communication issues. They're not performing still on the field. What, what would you do? Well, we spoke about it last night. I think an independent review needs to be conducted across the rugby league department. A number of questions and about whose involvement uh, in the rugby league department, who's making decisions. Now, the most important part of any business is effective communication. You've got to communicate with everyone, all the key stakeholders within your within your organisation when it comes down to really key discussions and, and what the future of the club's going to look like. And the decision to not communicate and include the, the current head coach and the future head coach uh, into the decision surrounding the head of recruitment coming in, Scott Fulton, well, that was a poor decision. That was a poor decision made by upper executive management. So now there's a wedge and lack of trust between the, the rugby league department and your CEO. So there's a wedge in between there. And what sits in between the wedge is the appointment of Scott Fulton by the, by the CEO who would have been across that decision and the rugby league department, Tim Sheens and, and Benji Marshall. Now everyone I talk to that's involved around the club believe that Benji is the man for the job, whether it's next year, the year after he eventually will be the right man for the job. So how do you bring back communication for it to be really effective? How can they get some really good discussions around the future of the club? How can you break down that miscommunication that's been developed I think, unfortunately, the sacrificial lamb has to be the guy that's just been brought in, Scott Fulton. I think, unfortunately, the club have got to say, you know what, there's a wedge. You've got a head coach or a future head coach that won't be in the same room with him and talk effectively about the club and respect each other. And then you've got an upper executive management team who are trying to support the decision they made around the appointment. So I think, unfortunately, the sacrificial lamb needs to be, well, we need to take out the last man that came in which is Scott Fulton, and then let's sit down together as your CEO and your head coach and your future head coach, and let's discuss effectively who our next head of recruitment is going to be. So therefore, the effective line of communication is open again, and they all make a decision that's in the best interest of the club that don't have any individual ties to it. And I think the only way forward is is to be able to do that, and I think it's the only way that they can make a positive step forward. So it's you help set up the Titans. Um, and I believe Tim Sheen still has a dual role. He's the head coach, but isn't he also the, the, the football manager well, of the club? No, he first came in as the director of yeah. rugby league, so overseeing the, the rugby but league department. But he still has that role well, as well, no, he's, he? he's more he's more or less just the head coach now. Okay. So, they so who runs the football well, they department? Well, but there, okay, there but, are some clubs who allow the head coach to run to run their football department. I don't think that should the way any rugby league department should never be run by the head coach because coaches come and go. Okay. Okay. But given Sheensy's experience yeah. and what he originally came into the club to do, right, the director of football, mm. 
do they normally appoint the recruitment manager, the director of football, the head of the football department? Well, general manager of rugby league and your CEO and your head coach. And if you've got a recruitment and retention committee, which a lot of clubs do, they would all be part of this discussion around a very important role, head of recruitment. So, yeah, he's involved. The general manager of rugby league is involved in that decision. If you were the CEO of the West Tigers, yep. and you should be, by the way, if you were the CEO... <laughs> Jimmy Smith should be. Yeah, off. Yeah, no. Are you the one who keeps texting, texting in about no, that, are you? No, no, If you were the CEO of the West Tigers yeah. and you had someone as experienced as Tim Sheens on your books, would you consult with him before you appointed Scott Fulton? I would consult Tim Sheens on pretty much anything to do with the rugby league world. Not, not marketing, not media. Yeah, no, no commercial decisions. But when it comes to rugby league and the different dynamics in the game, there's so many missing moving pieces. Now, a lot of people say Tim Sheens is too old and he's, he's too Rubbish. far gone from the show. Rubbish. Yeah, you know, the knowledge that he's got around the game should never be thrown to the junkyard. He should always be kept in some capacity, um, especially from a, a coaching point of view. Like, he could be really good, most importantly, for all those coaches in their, their local junior regions developing coaches and also helping coaches with their junior rep teams, making them better coaches as well. I think inevitably that's where Tim Sheens' role should be is overseeing, developing future coaches for the game as well. But some good news, and Michelle mm. from Dubbo actually texted in on the, on the text line. Um, guys, have you heard the, the Tigers sign the Fainu brothers? Is it a good signing or not? And that is good news. It's positive news. So Latu and Samuel Ofenu, they're with the Melbourne uh, Manly Seagulls. They've been reportedly signed by the Tigers. Latu is a half five eighth who is on massive money at Manly without playing a first grade game. And Samuel is a front row, second row. I think he ends up a front rower, like a Payne Huss type front rower. They both played in the under 19s New South Wales side last week and were very good. Samuel was the skipper. Uh, that's a really good signing. For the club. Yeah, so some good news. Well, now the argument would be, well, the recruitment managers made a really good decision here. Absolutely. Mm. But it still doesn't <laughs> it still doesn't fix the, the major problem, which is a huge wedge in that rugby league and executive uh, office division, yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you, Sats. What do you think? 0457 736 736 or 1300-01-1170. And for our listeners in New Zealand, double eight double three is the text number. The big question around what's going to happen with the Tigers' future around the halves, they've just solved it. There you go. Yeah, he's, a, he's a really good player, this, this Latu, the, the halfback 5'8". Rightio, footy update. All thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade, the local business that values having having yours. That's why the trade trusts Mitre 10. When we come back, we're going to get to your text. I promise. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Certainly is. Jason Matthews, Scott Sattler in the chair tonight. Jeez, the text machine's blowing up. Double eight, double three if you're in New Zealand through SENZ. Um, I have got one here. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Michael says... You could do it for the cricket, sync it up, but what? how come not with the NRL? You can, Michael. You can sync it up. Absolutely you can. 
Um, yeah, possibly. Oh, it's great listening. What he's talking about is listening to our coverage of uh, the, the Ashes while watching the pitches on Channel 9. So. Yeah, which you can do with the NRL as well, with the games at SEN call. Yeah, you certainly can. Um, Mick in Margaret River says he wears one ear pod while listening to the show and serving the customers. He said... Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. He said, some nights you boys even play in the front bar. There's lots of Queenslanders over here, and they love it especially when para are getting bashed. Monday night with the bloody bunker, that's when my head was coming off. Hey, why don't we take the caravan, you know, the, the Pickering caravan over to the pub yeah. over in, whereabouts is he again? Margaret River. Like, why don't we caravan take Caravan of over knowledge, there? absolutely. Ca- knowledge? Caravan of knowledge. How are we going to do the trip, though? Because Rat only does two days. Mm. So how are we going to do that? Shotgun Sean says, guys, have you been on the Susie Wongs? You both have stumbled and stammered on more than one occasion this Arvo, and it's only 20 minutes into the show. Great show. I think it's because we're excited about what's about to hit us sports-wise. Yeah. And the fact that I, I numb my lip thanks to a bit of chilli. It might have something to do with Woogie <laughs> drinking before he comes on air. <laughs> oh, geez, Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, when David Tua was on New Zealand Wheel of Fortune, it sounded like he said O oh, for awesome, but in fact it was O oh, for Olsen. Oh, because okay. Olsen Philomena was his favourite football, mine too. But just in case you thought he wasn't the sharpest tool, on the same show when asking for a vow, he did request a P. <laughs> That's from Freshwater. Yeah, we had a couple of texts about that to, to set the record straight. Another one from Ant listening to us in New Zealand as well. Uh, he sent whereabouts that. In, I want to, whereabouts in New Zealand, I want to hear from our listeners as well who are texting on 8833. I Actually, love the towns in New Zealand. The other thing, yeah, well, I can't say half of them, so I'll leave that to you, yep. Radio, because you're married to a Kiwi. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention, who are the Kiwis going for in the test tonight? They're going for... Australia or England? Yeah. Mm. It must be torn. I mean, you've got live coverage on SCNZ tonight as well. But who, who are you actually going I for? I think a majority would be Australia because everyone l- loves to hate the English sporting teams. Yeah, for some but the reason. English captain is a Kiwi. Yeah, true. So, you know, he's not even a POM. How's he the captain? <laughs> How do we allow – is anyone in the England team actually from England? I, I mean, Stuart Broad would be. I reckon he's Ollie a, Robinson with a name like that. That's that's and, a real English name. And Stuart Broad, because he's a crap bloke. <laughs> he's he's another one. <laughs> but Jimmy Anderson, surely he's from somewhere else. He's too good. Mm. Now, Breathalyzer Bathurst says, do the Kiwis get a different show to the one we get? I just heard a Kiwi text in saying he loves the humour and banter of your show. Who wrote Come that? On. That's Breathalyzer Bathurst. I love Bathurst. Yeah, that's not nice. That's Very funny. Nice I like that. Hey, listen, a lot of you are leaving us. Uh, leaving, I leaving? don't know what's going on. <laughs> a lot of you are leaving us <laughs> to go to the cricket. Uh, live action tonight from 8 o'clock, but all the pregame stuff coming up shortly on SEN and the SEN app. If you want to continue listening to Sports Day, if you're in New Zealand or you're in Australia, you can listen via the SEN app Sports Day. We will still be there. But if you're leaving us, come on, the Aussies. We'll be back in the moment with Glenn. God help us. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and World Gym. Train for the sport you play 
This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Day. For those who have hung around, 0457 736 736 is our text number for our Australian listeners. Or if you're streaming us over in New Zealand through the SENZ network, uh, you can send us a text, double eight double three. Of course, all of our Super Radio Network stations, you're still with us, of course. We'd love to hear from you as well. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our phone number as well. Sats, before you just jump in here, You've got to calm down, and we're going to mention – we'll talk about it now, this doco, which is called Quarterback and is on Netflix. It's outstanding. It's eight episodes. Okay, I'm, I've watched episode it four. It goes into the lives of three completely different personalities. Patrick Mahomes, you know, arguably the best player in the NFL. And then you've got um, Kirk Cousins, who is a, what, a journeyman. What an outstanding human being yeah, he is. Great guy. Um, 11 years in the NFL. With the Minnesota Vikings, and then and Washington, got, um, Mariota, Marcus Mariota, who's a bit of a fringe, a fringe quarterback, can't really nail a quarterback position. Very quiet for a quarterback as well, mm. isn't he? But Lovely. It's, it's a. It's actually produced by Peyton Manning. Yeah, one of the great quarterbacks of all time. It's his documentary. I've got to say, it's a. It's a little bit like the Drive to Survive, Full Swing Golf, uh, very in depth. It's it's a, can... it's a really good doco, but. If you don't like Americans and sport, I would suggest you don't watch it. That's a bit unfair on Mariotti and also Kirk Cousins. I would watch it just for Kirk Cousins. I would too. What an hour. I never knew a thing about Kirk Cousins. I know he's been around for mm. what feels like 20 years. Yeah. But he's got to be one of the bravest, articulate, caring and kind sports people That's I've seen. It. He's empathetic. He's he's a well, he's a he's a God-fearing man as well. He's a big yep. church man and and he's he's just got a great attitude. His teammates love him. He's got this great relationship with his coach, his new coach who, who really challenges him. Well, he had him in Washington. Yeah, it really challenges him. And so it's actually a really good docker. You don't have to love the NFL. Yeah, so if your name's Gary it. Belcher and yeah. you don't like the NFL. <laughs> I rang Badge the other day. I did. How I is he? There you go, mate. He goes, yeah, yeah, good. He said, Carlene, his beautiful wife, Swanee. Mm-hmm. I said, how's, how's Swanee going? He said, yeah, she was working two days. Now she's working three. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> the first question should have been, how's Carlene? That's what you should have said. Mate, Carlene, I reckon she'll be a FIFO or FIFO soon. She'll be flying in and out to the mines. You know, it was really t- tough to get badged to get off his couch or from his surf break to go and MC a gig, you know, host a, a function. <laughs> And because he hates leaving his little postcode. So anyway, I, I got asked to MC a function a couple of weeks ago. And and it was a really good function. It was Cam Smith, the rugby league player, and um, Chaz Mostert, the supercars driver. And I thought, I'm really looking forward to that. Was, I, it, a, was it a cashy? I looked, at, I, looked at, I looked at the date and I went, oh, I can't do it. I've got to go to Sydney. So I Who's rang, not doing anything? So I rang Badge. I said, hey, Badge, do you want to do this? Said, yep. <laughs> what date is it? I don't care. Uh, what what time? Uh, it, yep, no worries. Now I've got to give him a call as well. What's the right time to give Gary Belcher a call? Is it is is the afternoon nap in play? You can't call him between the hours of twelve and two thirty. <laughs> He's having a nap. I wonder if I've still got him. Hang on, I've got to look for this. Oh, don't tell me we don't have it here anymore. Where he goes, like like a tiger. Remember that one? <laughs> he hated that. Oh, didn't he what? Mm. Um, uh, by the way, do you want to, before we get into stuff, do you want to yep. talk to, well, I'm going to talk more about Patrick Mahomes soon, but mm-hmm. yeah, do yourself a favour, watch that um, doco on Netflix. I'm only halfway through it. 
You want to talk to uh, Glenn? He's been, only been on hold for 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Should I put him back on hold? Glenn or Glennis? It depends which one. <laughs> G'day, Justin. G'day, Sats. It's Glenn here, buddy. How now, are we, boys? Now, before you talk, um, Glenn, uh, Woogie and Worm, okay. when Glenn or Glenda rings up, can you please ask him or her if he, she, that's the pronouns, has been in yep. Corindai or Morundi area of the Hunter Valley oh, in the last week or so? I can't, I can't announce that, mate. I can't announce that because it's a small, lovely town and the infrastructure might be able to handle the influx of followers, mate. So anyway. <laughs> so so, so wait, have I you got a reason you've I rung? Just, yeah, I just want to firstly congratulate Dennis on walking away with 202000 on a million dollar minute this morning and wish Jess all the best as she goes for... This morning, k tomorrow, isn't it of an afternoon? No, no, it's on in the morning, mate. Right, okay. What's Million Dollar and, Minute? Oh, mate, great show, hosted by Simon Reid. Fantastic. You should watch it, mate. You right. might learn something. Yeah. Sorry, great mate, I've got a job. Have you watched Hunted yet? No, I haven't watched Hunted yet, but can I've been advised that I should watch it. Can Can we get some of the Hunted? Tell you what, Rush is good. I like Rush. It's a good show. Mm. All right, Glenn. Good All call. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, million dollar hot seat. When the bloke said uh, a Rolling Stone gathers no dust, and then the other contestant said the closest town to Canberra wasn't Queanbeyan, it was Wollongong. See you later, guys. <coughs> Closer each day. So to our Jesus. New Zealand listeners, that that's the leader of our WAPAC right there. When he said goodbye, he nearly choked <laughs> Now, Maybe Rav- I should have got him to say goodbye. Rav- Rav- tomorrow, thank you. He say, hey, guys, I'm still oh. with you, lads. Thank Who's you, going to win or lose the Battle of the Spoon Thursday night? That's, of course, 16th versus 17th. Dragons versus Tigers. I'm looking forward to it. What a game. I like it. What a game. Kids, don't worry about the soccer. Gather around the TV and watch 16th play 17th. The NRL have done an amazing job. They get a bit wrong, the NRL, particularly with the officials on the field and the bunker, but they've got it right this time. Let's put a crap game up against the soccer. No one will watch. No, well, they they put this game on at the start of the year. Like, they know the... Well done to FIFA for putting your opening game up against a crap NRL game. Australia only playing Ireland, so... <laughs> what? Are you serious? No, of course I'm not. Yes, you are. If you're in New Zealand, load into Sats double eight double three or zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Benny uh, Davis show today on SCNQ. Mm-hmm. Mal Meninga joins him ten o'clock every Wednesday and said he expects Tino and Fafita will stay. I think they love it I here. I think the uh, the Tigers will win. Rabbitborough. There you go. Sorry, keep going. Okay. And with my conversations with them, they want to stick together. Mm-hmm. Now, does that mean sticking together at the Titans or somewhere else? But yeah, well, maybe. But having said that, I mean, Mao, Mao didn't even know about Justin Holbrook being given the flick. Yeah, I know. Well. Which is. There's a few people that didn't know that was going on within the organisation, which is, again, we talk about effective communication, poor communication. So, um, you know, them not discussing it with Mal, it was probably a message that they want to try and maybe exit Mal out of the club. I'm not quite sure. Um, but that was, that was poor form. But in saying that with Tino and Fafita, I think that will be the case. Tino is the captain. His family lived nearby. He's got a young ch- child now, close to Nan and Pop. It makes sense. 
He's not going to go to another club and be the captain. But he'll just squeeze a bit more money out of the club, you would expect. Yeah, Fafida will be the same. He's very close to his family. I don't see him going in or anywhere else as well. Okay, so... How do you reckon... <clears throat> but Sorry. in saying that, it's it's... As we've said all along, it's just a vulnerable situation to put the club in from a salary cap point of view and the potentially a very low percentage that you potentially lose one of your, your key players. How are they? How are those type of players? Mm-hmm. I'd imagine Tino would be okay. But how will David Fafita go under Desi Hasler? Dave Fafita? Well, mm. Dave Fafita's proven this year that he's got to a maturity level now that he understands how important he is to a side. How but how would? But he's he's obviously reacted to Justin Holbrook's way of coaching. Would yeah. he, would, do you reckon he's got the personality to to be coached by a strong coach like Desi Hasler? Don't know. Time will tell. But what we do know is that Des has turned a lot of really good players into representative players. We yep. know that, and we know David's already a representative player. But I just think David's got to the age now where he just he just gets it. And, they, yeah. and, I was, and as you know, I was highly critical of his season last year and you still had to look at his age and say, hey, this kid's only 22, 23 from a rugby league point of view. still very young. Um, but he's, I just think now he's got it. Now, they may stay, but again... Could they stay together at a club somewhere? Because well, is, is there a club that could I, afford both of them? I doubt very much. I doubt very much, unless they're willing to release a lot of players and, you know, there's, there's the Bulldogs... Potentially. Okay. Can I stop you for a minute? This yeah. is too serious. Yep. Uh, the text machine's blowing up. Uh, was that Glenn's new segment? Wow. 127 says, mm. Rooster Muzz, pig's ass, I'm the anointed captain of said pack of the whacking variety. <laughs> you can't self-appoint yourself, and Rooster Steve, Muzz. Steve, <laughs> Steve says, it's only a matter of time before Glenn is inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. Up and alongside Mick said, John Laws and Alan Jones. And Mick says, cut. Glenn Loose hit the music. <laughs> it's blowing up in here. Yeah. I'm sorry to our New Zealand listeners. This is just, this happens every now, well, it happens most nights. And as Jace would normally say when he doesn't like something, is a word he can't pronounce. He says, disgusting. <laughs> no, that's not true at all. That's not true now, at all. Now, Kiwi Lincoln from Pottsville, when we spoke about who do the Kiwis follow when it comes to Australia versus England, he says, as a, oh, no, he, you spoke I about Ben up. Spokes. Yeah. Ben who? <laughs> Stokes. Maybe we need to be on the Susie Walk. Ben Stokes. Uh, well, the coach is a Kiwi. And on the back of that, he also said, with a Kiwi coach and captain, I was all for England until their fans and the toffs in the long room behave like bellends. Now I want Australia to pump them. Yeah, good call. Mm. Hey, got a text here from New Zealand. Michael from Wellington. Good to have you on board, Michael. SCNZ, two years birthday today, opening game and opening ceremony, Women's World Cup football, Ferns versus Norway. Is that today? Did the Ferns play Norway today? Do they? Did they? Mm. Have we missed that? I don't know. Uh, Worm, I heard there was a vicious punch-up between Frank and Woogie over the last snag yesterday and poor Frank came off second. Can't confirm nor deny. What is going on with your dog? It screams. It doesn't scream. He cries. It, it, that's a scream. No, it's not a, it's no, not a scream. It is. It's embarrassing. Keep going on. I'll show you what a scream is. No, mate. Your dog, no wonder it's scared of cats. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> now, Ant in Green Bay, uh, New Zealand. Green Bay's around Auckland in the Auckland region. Nice. Uh, always England against you fellas in the cricket, but oh, we always on. back you against the Poms in rugby. I'd say 90% of the Kiwis do this. 
Is that true? Oh, uh, sorry, the text. Well, that would make that, sense. That would make sense with Brendan McCullum and Ben Stokes involved in the English team. Yep. Hey, for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. Some more news. Uh, Tim Zhu has revealed his John Wick hit list. Now, if I just want to – I've seen one John – what is it, John Wick movie? John Wick, yeah. Right. So he wants to kill people. What, what's, what's the premise of John Wick? Well, he was a – well, he went, he went on a revenge. Like he's a – But Why? B- 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 why? <laughs> I don't know what's going on tonight. <laughs> I, I, why is he I don't gone know. Re- remind me. Correct I, me if I'm right, listeners. I think in John Wick in the first episode, I think his girlfriend or wife or someone was was taken out. And right. so he basically went on this vendetta this against the world I, I, and just took out that criminals. Seems, and, yeah, it seems to be a little over the top, don't you think? <laughs> I mean, at least Liam Neeson went after some very bad people who took his daughter more yeah. than once. Yeah. That I get. How can, seriously, how can your daughter get taken twice? Well, she's clumsy. Seriously. Mm. I mean, we've all learnt growing up that you yep. never get into a van when you get off at a lolly. You know, yeah. like, you know what I mean? You've got to be careful. Like Badger's van. Oh, hey, Daddy Vass has got a van, a creepy van. It's like we replace one creep van with another. Now, t- Tim Zoo has revealed he has got a hit list that he uh, fighters he wants to fight uh, over the next few years. Now, because Charlo has backed out of the fight, he's now going to fight one of the greats in uh, Canelo Alvarez, the, Mex- the red-headed Mexican, never fought a red-headed Mexican. Um, it looks like he may fight Brian Mendoza in October in Australia. So Mendoza's not a f- bad fighter. Tim Zhu would beat him. But he's put this hit list. He wants Jamel Charlo, Errol Spence Jr., Gennady Golovkin, and Canelo Alvarez. All up there, you'll probably earn about $100 million. <laughs> Errol Spence Jr. should be playing for the English cricket team. Yeah. Oh, no, wait, that'd be English. Um, can he beat any and all of those? I think he beats Charlot. I think he doesn't beat Errol Spence Jr. I think Golovkin's at the end of his career. I think he'd beat Golovkin. And I wouldn't go anywhere near the red-headed Mexican, Canelo Alvarez. Mix And you know how mad redheads are. Yes. Oh, You've got twin redheads. Twin daughters, yep. Yeah. Uh, Mick says, Ben Spokes, WTF is going on, boys. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm excited. I want to go home and watch the cricket and yep. listen to it on SEN. Guys, Saints will finish 15th after a win tomorrow night. The Ashes will be a 3-1 victory to the Aussies, 7-7-0. Oh, I hope so. God, I hope so. hope so, St. Boyd, 2HD. Uh, we're going to do That's Ridiculous soon, too. If you've got one for us, uh, send it through to us, double eight double three. If you're still listening in New Zealand, I don't know why you would be. Uh, or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Send us a text. Uh, Kangaroos confirm Alistair Clarkson will return to full time coaching duties ahead of round twenty one clash against Melbourne. Caretaker coach Brett Ratton will still be in Have charge. Have you ever this seen weekend. Brett Ratton? If you look at his face, Brett Ratton, he looks like the kid off the Mad Comics. Remember that. Alfred, oh, yeah. B, Alfred P. Newman. Yeah, I don't know if I see it. Looks exactly like that. Is that his name, Alfred P. Newman? Something like that. Again, another English cricketer. Yeah, true. If they actually picked English people. Alfred P. Newman would have been one of the people in the long room. Yes. Yeah. But it, potentially an opening batsman as well. Yeah. Out to bat comes Alfred P. Newman. I, I even stuffed up Alfred. So, yeah, Brett, uh, sorry, uh, Alistair Clarkson has taken Tom off some weeks ago, of course, and, and handed over the, the whistle to Brett Ratton as caretaker because he had to deal with those racism allegations through the Hawthorne investigation. 
It's good to see him back. C- could you imagine the toll that's taken on oh. on him? Also, yeah, Fagan. Fagan. Yeah, but Alistair Clarkson in particular, who was well, the head coach. Head coach, yeah. Like, how do you how do you bounce back from that? Like seriously, the only way you bounce back from it is if the if the investigation is a thorough investigation and he's got no case to answer, and you just front up again day after day, and eventually, all the all the whispers will go away. Mm. Some other games to keep an eye on. You, you can can't make... change the situation, change your attitude, Jason. I like that. Yep. Uh, make the trip to Vic to watch the Bulldogs take on the Giants at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. Well, Mars Stadium was going to be one of the locations for the Com Games. How's that going? Mm. I still don't get that. I st- how does no, – answer me this, right? Answer, Riddle me this. <laughs> how do the, the Birmingham Games – and I thought um, – James Magnuson was brilliant today on radio on SCN. I wonder if we got that grab where he said it, it cost a billion dollars to have the games on the Gold Coast. It also, I read an article that cost a billion dollars to have the games in Birmingham in England who had no infrastructure, who had nothing. Why is it costing six to seven billion dollars in Victoria? But those com games were before COVID. So it's gone up that much, has it? Now, I heard an interview today and I'm, for the life of me, I, I can't remember who it was that said that the the blowout costs only – got to remember, Melbourne and Victoria only took on the Commonwealth Games, what, 15 months ago. So it's not as if it was announced four or five years ago. It was only just over a year ago that it was announced that they were going to take on the Commonwealth Games. Of course, regionally based for a lot of the – for a lot of the events, which is going to be great for the regional areas. Yeah, but a lot of that stuff was only – I read was only going to be temporary. Yeah, so – uh, but the the blowout costs from all reports was never discussed as only as far as a few months ago it was never discussed that this was a potential. There was a meeting in June. Hitch. There was a meeting in June, and the costs were fine then. Mm. And and the Commonwealth Games organisers actually reached out to the premier's department and said, "Well, why don't we just do a few events in Melbourne? Mm. We've already got the infrastructure." So Scotland look like they're going to. They've, Are they going to pick it up? Well, they've jumped in and said we would potentially co-host. So they want someone else to maybe pick up. Obviously, one of the countries that are nearby over there. Well, you can't do it with, say, New Delhi, can you? No. You can't do some in regional Victoria and Scotland. Actually, you probably could be good for the time zones. So you have like a swimming trial in New Delhi. <laughs> and then you hop on a plane and go to Scotland for the final. Could you do that? Be good for the frequent flyers. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Anyway, getting back to the Giants at Mars Stadium in Ballarat, of course, home of the famous Mars Bar. Next Saturday, the 29th of July, <laughs> tickets are available at ticketmaster.com.au. Polaris Centre Financial Year deals have been extended to the 31st of July. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on Polaris Rangers. What now? So Steve and Chris, 56, have said... I think they killed John Wick's dog. And then Chris 56 says, don't forget they killed John Wick's dog and stole his car. <laughs> so, so he's gone and killed a heap of people. Just over his dog. Well, stealing his car. What's more important, your car or your dog? Oh, your dog. If someone killed Lulu, I wouldn't go and kill people in, in another three movies. Mm. There is a John Wick's four, isn't there? I think there's one out now, isn't there? Yeah, I think so. I never saw two, three. 
I shan't be saying four. 965 says, I hope Warner doesn't open. Well, he's in the side. Uh, it's pointless to keep playing Dave as an opener because Broad is all over him. Uh, maybe Warner comes in at six because Marnus has opened before. Smith bats better at three. Warner is a brilliant catcher in the slips. What are your thoughts, Jason and Scott from Sporty Gap? He'll open the batting. I think it's a real risk, especially in England, on the pitches over there. But most importantly, the mind games that Stuart Broad has over Dave Warner. And we can't, in a, in a game four, you can't afford to give away a wicket with the way that Broad has basically schooled Warner for many, many years now. So I think it's too risky, but he's in the side and, and you've got to back him. What about Mo and Ali batting at three? Mm. He's down to bat at three and will as they protect the other batsmen. Oh, mm. you've got to give it to, you know, Baz and, and Stokes. They come up with these, you know. I think it's a cop-out. Why? The whole Baz-Baz ball thing. Why? Don't get me wrong. It's exciting the way they attack test match cricket. Yep. But I don't think it has longevity, especially as a coach. I don't think it's got longevity. But why not? Because if you win, you say, this is the way we attack the ball. And, it's this, and the media gave the, the term Baz ball. Mm. But for whatever it's worth, we, went, we won because we attacked. And But if you lose, you go, you know what? We lost, but we went down swinging. So, but- I'll tell you where it doesn't work. If the team you're playing takes control of the match. Mm. And that's where it doesn't work. Um, no, they've been able to control. They they struggled at times against Pakistan. That was an amazing test series, that. It was, it, was ama- it was amazing. But when you get a team like Australia, if they take a couple of quick wickets in a session or three or four wickets because we have probably the best bowling attack in the world, then you're screwed. If you can play the long game and, and be patient. But how do you do that with basketball? No, but no, you can't do that. Oh, but you're saying the opposition. So Uzi Kawaja, it was very frustrating watching Uzi bat because he was you know, 24 from 98 balls. Mm. But he was that wedge that was just mm. just locking down their bowlers time and time again. He was just pushing them through the offside, and he just he kept blocking them. And he his whole body language said, "You're not you're not hassling me." And then everyone else up the other end, when they got on strike, they're the ones that did the attacking. So. He was that one, that, that doorstop that just stayed there and frustrated the, the English bowlers in the first two tests. Uh, Bono, Jack, I'd love to read your text out about uh, Chairman Dan uh, and the CCCP uh, and all but I don't even bloody understand what you're saying. I can't read out something where I, I don't. It looks like it's a text from Andrew Bolt. That's what it looks like. I can't read that out. We're going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, get your last minute. L- that's ridiculous as is in. Uh, we could be reading those out in just a moment. Simon Orchard up next from Greyhound Racing New South Wales. Got a couple of tips for Wenny Park tonight. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, trained for the sport you play, and Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. 
This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time to get a Greyhound Racing New South Wales update. The dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. You win some, you lose more. Um, Simon Orchard joining us uh, right now. Simon, there's uh, a big carnival coming up. Yeah, boys, good day, good evening. Southern Stars, that's what we're talking about at the moment. It's worth $50,000. It was a race that we brought in last year, boys, because we just thought there wasn't enough cash getting thrown around. So we <laughs> wanted to throw another fifty grand out to our participants. And look, it was designed for the southern part of New South Wales, but that's not to say that any dog from anywhere can come and join in. And this year, we're really lucky. We've got Victorian dogs. We haven't got a dog from Tasmania, fellas, who's come up, who's a really promising, emerging type. So he'll go around in the Golden on Friday, we've already had some of the heats at tomorrow. It's basically a three-city uh, three carnival that descends on Goulburn next week for the final. So tomorrow was yesterday, and she's a pearl, the star. She oh. won her heat, so she's through to the final. Salad Dodger, who I know you'll, you'll love that name, he's also through to the final as well. Uh, and then we've got Wagga and Goulburn heats on Friday, which will decide the remaining finalists that all head to Goulburn next week, and they're racing for 50 grand. So a wonderful series. Just one little tidbit about it. Zipping Orlando, the dog that has taken all before him in the last six months, he's won over $700,000 in prize money. He actually started his career last year at Goulburn around this very time in a race called the Zoom Top Maiden. That is coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So it's great to see this dog emerge basically 12 months ago to the day, and now he's come back an absolute glorified superstar, and that's what we want to see. That's what these races are all about. What about tonight in Wenny Park, Simon? How are we looking there? Yeah, look, we're going to try and get our cash in races three and four. Race three, number three, leg speed. Look, a dog that's been absolutely tearing it up at Dapto, one with basically a leg in the air his last couple of starts, and he's done it in fine fashion. He's trained by Mark and Daniel Gatt, who are absolute stars. And this dog just has to get around Wenty Park, which I think he will, and he should be winning pretty well again. So it could be a multi-leg for you. Uh, that's race three, number three, leg speed. And then the very next race, race four, number five, uh, spread the load. Now, look, there's two dogs in this race that can win. Palawar Queen from box seven, spread the load from box five. If you really wanted to, you could do a same race uh, multi and throw them in together. You could quinella them, but I think spread the load's the better staying chance. I like the dog. I've loved the way it's been finishing its last couple of starts, and I think Palawar Queen will be near the front, spread the load will be near the back, and just mow it down in the final 100 or so metres. So there you go, race three, number three, and race four, number five at Wenty Park tonight. A dog club, Jace's heart, spreading the load like he's got in the legs, in the ass, <clears throat> the back. <laughs> I'm interested in the salad like, salad dodger. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the game that keeps on giving it. Isn't isn't it? it? Every yeah. day I jump on and try and find the best name in the Greyhound game. And we've actually got some great synergies with footy boys. We've got Ezra Mann yes. as a dog. We've got uh, Cleary Banner and, and Luai Banner, who are named after the Penrith boys. We've mm-hmm. got Talakai, who uh, unfortunately has been benched, but still the dog's going all right. Yeah, um, there you go. So, yeah, some great synergies between footy and the dogs. I've been away from the show for a couple of weeks. Fat Peter. Yeah. It's one, hasn't it? So, New Zealand <laughs> listeners, Fat Peter is a greyhound that we've adopted as our sports day greyhound. It's had 78 starts for zero wins. Oh, God. Okay, still. so raced two days ago <laughs> oh. and came out of box five. Yep. Got fifth. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we should say we adopted it after about 70 of those losses. So it's not like oh. we've, we've put the mock on it. I, I've, just, I've actually really been looking at Fat Pizza's, the litter that Fat Pizza came from. So there was eight dogs that came from the litter. Yeah. Okay. And three of those dogs are now called, got the name Stressful in it. So yeah. it's stressful following <laughs> Fat Pizza. So out of the eight dogs, 
They've got a 6.7% win rate. Oh, God. All of them. This thing's never going to win. Mm. It's never going to win. All right, Simon, we've got to let you go. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. You win some, you lose more. Well, you lose more in the case of Fat Pizza. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll catch you next week, mate. Have a great night, everyone. Hooroo. Thanks, Simon. England have won the toss and elected to bowl, so the Whoa. Aussies will be going in. Going in. Did you say boom again? Whoa. Oh, okay. Because there is a text here. Sats, I've noticed you've been using the phrase boom a lot. Boom. I'm liking it, although I haven't heard you say I concur for a while. I concur with that, that I haven't said that for a while. When are you going to pull the old chestnut out again? Mm. Now, um, just on the winning of the toss, danger on the text line, part of our whack pack. Yeah. Hi, boys. It's danger from my hospital bed in the cancer ward. Danger. We didn't know that. Hope you're hope you're okay, buddy, and thanks for texting in. Um, our yeah. thoughts and prayers are with you. Whatever you're going through at the moment, the Pom. I think that's it. Whoever wins the toss has a better chance of winning the game. Only my point. I think you're right, Danger. It's, it seems to be in England. If you do win the toss, it's a. It's most times often than not, you are on the other end of the uh, the victory. Mm. Uh, well, England have won the toss and have elected. To bowl, Steve sent a text in. By the time Zoo gets a crack at Alvarez, he might be past his best, much like when Costa fought uh, Julio. Julio Cesar Chavez in yeah. Mexico. One of the greatest fighters of all time, Chavez. Went like 80-odd fights without a loss. And then an absolute god in Mexico. And then Costa finally got to him. But Foster, uh, Costa, Foster. What's going on? I know. Costa did so much damage to Julio Cesar Chavez. But in his day, Chavez could have boxed him for a week. Rightio, that's mm. ridiculous coming up here in just a moment. We'll get our speech back together uh, before then. If you've got a That's Ridiculous, we're taking late entries. 0457 736 736. We'll get to that next year on Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time to get a Greyhound Racing New South Wales update. The dogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. You win some, you lose more. Um, Simon Orchard joining us uh, right now. Simon, there's uh, a big carnival coming up. Yeah, boys, good day, good evening. Southern Stars, that's what we're talking about at the moment. It's worth $50,000. It was a race that we brought in last year, boys, because we just thought there wasn't enough cash getting thrown around. <laughs> so we wanted to throw another fifty grand out to our participants. And look, it was designed for the southern part of New South Wales, but that's not to say that any dog from anywhere can come and join in. And this year, we're really lucky. We've got Victorian dogs. We've even got a dog from Tasmania, fellas, who's come up, who's a really promising, emerging type. So he'll go around in the Goulburn on Friday. We've already had some of the heats at tomorrow. It's basically a three uh, three city carnival that descends on Goulburn next week for the final. So tomorrow was yesterday and she's a pearl, the star. She oh. won her heat, so she's through to the final. Salad Dodger, who I know you'll, you'll love that name, he's also through 
to the final as well. Uh, and then we've got Wagga and Goulburn Heats on Friday, which will decide the remaining finalists that all head to Goulburn next week, and they're racing for 50 grand. So a wonderful series. Just one little tidbit about it. Zipping Orlando, the dog that has taken all before him in the last six months. He's won over $700,000 in prize money. He actually kick-started his career last year at Goulburn around this very time in a race called the Zoom Top Maiden. That is coming up in the next couple of weeks as well. So it's great to see this dog emerge basically 12 months ago to the day, and now he's come back an absolute glorified superstar. And that's what we want to see. That's what these races are all about. What about tonight in Wenny Park, Simon? How are we looking there? Yeah, look, we're going to try and get our cash in races three and four. Race three, number three, leg speed. Look, a dog that's been absolutely tearing it up at Dapto, one with basically a leg in the air his last couple of starts, and he's done it in fine fashion. He's trained by Mark and Daniel Gatt, who are absolute stars, and this dog just has to get around Wenty Park, which I think he will, and he should be winning pretty well again. So it could be a multi-leg for you. Uh, That's race three, number three, leg speed. And then the very next race, race four, Number five, uh, spread the load. Now, look, there's two dogs in this race that can win. Palawar Queen from box seven, spread the load from box five. If you really wanted to, you could do a same race uh, multi and throw them in together. You could quinella them, but I think spread the load's the better staying chance. I like the dog. I've loved the way it's been finishing its last couple of starts. And I think Palawar Queen will be near the front, spread the load will be near the back, and just mow it down in the final 100 or so metres. So there you go, race three, number three and race four, number five at Wenty Park tonight. A dog close to Jace's heart spreading the load like he's got in the legs, in the ass, <clears> the back. <laughs> I'm interested in the <laughs> salad <laughs> salad dodger. That's that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the game that keeps on giving it, isn't, isn't it? it? Every yeah. day I jump on and try and find the best name in the Greyhound game. And we've actually got some great synergies with footy boys. We've got Ezra Mann yes. who's a dog. We've got uh, Cleary Banner and, and Luai Banner who are named after the Penrith boys. We've mm-hmm. got Talakai who uh, unfortunately has been benched but still the dog's going alright. Yeah, um, go. So yeah, some great synergies between footy and the dogs. I've been away from the show for a couple of weeks. Fat Pizza. Yeah. It's one, hasn't it? So New Zealand <laughs> listeners, Fat Pizza is a greyhound that we've adopted as our sports day greyhound. It's had 78 starts for zero wins. Oh, God. Still. Okay, so raced two days ago <laughs> oh. and came out of box five, yep. got fifth. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we should say we adopted it after about 70 of those losses. So it's not like oh. we've, we put the mock on it. I, I've, just, I've actually really been looking at Fat Pizza's, the litter that Fat Pizza came from. So there was eight dogs that came from the litter. Yeah. Okay. And three of those dogs are now called, got the name Stressful in it. Yeah. So it's stressful following <laughs> Fat Pizza. So out of the eight dogs, they've got a 6.7% win rate. Oh, God. All of them. This thing's never going to win. Mm. It's never going to win. All right, Simon, we've got to let you go. Thedogs.com.au, the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. You win some, you lose more. Well, you lose more in the case of Fat Pizza. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll catch you next week, mate. Have a great night, everyone. Hooroo. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day. Oh, just hurry up, mate, because I want to watch, the, uh, listen to the cricket on the way home. Don't forget, too, by the way, via the SEN app, uh, live coverage of the fourth test, day one, starting in around about eight minutes' time. Uh, get home, chuck the pictures on Channel 9, and our call via the SEN app is synced with the television. So you get a great 
description of the game via the boys live in Manchester. A uh, lot of SEN stations are going there, or you can listen through the SEN app. By the way, those listening to SEN on the Gold Coast, you've got the driver's seat with Matty McKeldin and Steve Johnson coming up real yep. soon. 302 says, Woogie, I saw that girl on the pony too, as in the pool pony. Yeah, she floating How the there. hell did she end up out there? She must have come off a cruise ship or something. That's ridiculous, 302 says. Yeah. Yeah, mate, so. Come on, that's ridiculous. Just to put it into the middle of the ocean, yeah. there's a girl clinging to an inflated pool pony. I know. I know. It had to be staged, I reckon. Daniel from Prairiewood says, gents, my that's ridiculous is News Corp journo Paul Crawley having a crack at. Did you see this? No, uh, Brandon, I didn't. Brandon Smith, after being beaten by the storm last week, he was seen laughing after the game with his teammate, with his former teammates, and a lot of Roosters people and, and some in the media are saying it's, it's ridiculous that you could be smiling straight after the after the game. So, um, but you know what? He, he's just come back from nine weeks injury, and yeah, it doesn't look great. He probably should have waited till he got down underneath the the stadium to to do that because the optics yeah, don't cool. look great, but. It's just his personality. Steve Johnson's just walked in with a box of noodles. Do, when you go and get any sort of Asian meal, do you get spring rolls? You've got it, right? No. What's wrong? Not what, always. What? Only if I'm sitting in Come the restaurant. Come on, that's ridiculous. I get spring rolls. If I'm takeaway, no. Really? Yeah. What do you eat on the way home? <laughs> I had uh, to go and get fish and chips the other night. I ate most of the chips before we got home. So everyone just had fish and chips. <laughs> Chip. Oh my god, it was a mess. No, oh, guys, can you play badge like a tiger? That's a classic. I'm no, we can't find, find it. it. We can't find it. Um, we have got a lot of positive text tonight, Glenn and Glenda as well. And watch Dodger and Pearl go around yesterday. Of course, the Greyhounds, two great doggies, Rabbitborough tomorrow. Yeah, the Pearls are, are great dogs. And this is a really good one, actually. This is well put together, Mick. Yes, boys, this is the funniest word said show of the year. Way did you do? Before the dough. <laughs> yeah, look, it hasn't been a good night. I, I can yeah. tell you that. On Sports Day, it's time oh. for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. Well, the stage this is, is actually even a joke. This is a true story because I love doing puzzles. You know that, board games, puzzles. And so I don't want to brag, actually, because I've finished a, a puzzle in under a week and on the side of the box it said two to four years. It's not funny. It's not funny. Matty McKeldin and Steve Johnson on he the drive seat. They noodle. love it. They love it. Matty, can I? Steve Johnson's using chopsticks. It is the most inhumane no, thing I've seen. It's respectful. That's what it is. It's inhumane. He's got no idea what he's doing. Anyway, uh, okay, good joke. His dad used to beat him with chopsticks <laughs> as a kid. I've got to go. Those boys, if you're listening through SEN Gold Coast, you'll get the driver's seat in just a moment or via the SEN app. Uh, you've got Test Cricket on the SEN app as well. We'll be back tomorrow night. We count down to that ripping Thursday night football game. Oh, and the Women's World Cup game. Yeah, the Aussie.